How to Create a Glitch Monologue Season 35 Chapter 9 This is Season 35 of How to Create a Glitch in the Matrix Monologues Episode 9. In this episode, we will be talking about the quality of dispersion, which is an accompaniment of integration, and contrasting it to concentration. In past episodes, we discussed how the state of integration can be produced by familial cannibalization. This was meant to include the manner by which any closed system appropriates and redistributes impulses amongst the group. But there is a quality of the state which involves integration called dispersion, which describes the manner of one's orientation to any closed social system. Dispersion as a quality describes the circumstance where your impulses are dispersed amongst the greatest number of people. As a quality, it describes the manner by which your internal thoughts are immediately paired with those within external minds. This produces reactive emotionality in your mind to these incursions, which preserve the underlying integrated state. As an example, suppose you consensually decide to go out with friends to a restaurant. Suppose, for example, that there are 10 people in this restaurant, and you enter this restaurant in a state where your impulses are concentrated. Your expectation field is focused, that is, you are not in a state of integration. Let's suppose for a second that those 10 people who you interact with have a particular expectation of you. Those expectations of you represent their conjoined consensuality. Through the interplay of tonic dominant exchanges, postural releases, acquiescence to status, the natural process of fluid interaction results in your consensual participation in that conjoined consensuality. This process represents the deconstruction of your impulses and their redistribution. The process by which this occurs is through the negation of the impulses inconsistent with the expectations of that particular conjoined consensuality, leading to appropriation of said impulses. On the balance, you leave that restaurant in a state of integration. Your impulses are dispersed amongst the group and your being is stretched thin. Your internal mind can offer only limited space with which to construct and reorient ideas, restricted by the expectations and reactive emotionality of those with whom you participated in a conjoined consensuality. In this example, what is reactive emotionality? Reactive emotionality are dialectical thoughts projected or inducted internally. Whereas in multiplicity we see that others' plate of the hands will display a dialectical reaction to our internal thoughts, in integration, our internal thoughts generate dialectical reactions internally, which restrict or undermine the development of those thoughts which exceed the expectations of the in-group. Integration, or rather dispersion, is the transposition of multiplicity. The flipping of the internal mind, the reversing of one's being, such that one's internal thoughts are restricted internally by the substitution of reactive emotionality of others, dialectical thoughts, for creative space. Now, what creates this dispersion of one's being? The answer is, by common experience, gateways are formed, linkages which produce abduction of another's psyche into our own. These incursions generate reactive emotionality, dialectical thoughts which impugn our thought processes and undermine the continuity of our internal stream of consciousness. Now, this is interesting for another reason. Namely, we explained in recent episodes how in a conversation the other's expressive action represents an intersection of nine classes of parallel universes. To reiterate, when you look at the expressive action of a person, 
Each plate represents a distinct truncated narrative, which when reconstituted represents a full and complete narrative with all the accompanying forms of expressive action. So, to explain this further, if we are talking about the hand language of some conversational partner, in the experience we can observe, assuming they are a dominant, they express a distinct narrative from the vocal language, in the case of hand language, representing some dialectical response to some internal narrative of a given cycle. That means that accompanying that hand language is a corresponding verbal expression, which we don't hear, but rather exists in a nested universe. What this tells us is that integration represents one end of the spectrum and multiplicity the other. In multiplicity, our conversational partner becomes a manifestation of all, our impulses focused on one individual, concentrated. In integration, we become one with the all, our impulses stretched, dispersed, amongst the other. This movement between these two states is synonymous with the deconstruction of our conjoined self and its resurrection, or reassembly. In the state of integration, the status quo of the other is imposed. In multiplicity, is the destruction of context, the substitution of the other for ourselves. Now, there is a second principle I would like to explore with this podcast. All this structure to reality is rather like the strands of Indra's net. They are the architecture, but something more fundamental holds them together. In the tonic dominant relationship, in the interplay between friends, the glue of any conjoined consensuality is a more fundamental principle. It is emotional effulgence, the opening up. And thus, the concentrated non-self of multiplicity becomes the effulgent self of integration through the unfurling, the dispersion, the opening up. The manner of this opening up, this effulgence is the expression of complicity in a negotiated self. A self defined by others. A self constructed with clear limits and boundaries created by the reactive dialectical emotionality which is subducted into the internal mind. This principle, which describes the manner by which a person goes from multiplicity to integration, is a higher principle of the system, an emotional expression which defines the orderly architecture of the net. To return to Indra's net, in multiplicity we can see the individual stones, but the emotional effulgence principle shows us that within each stone is a reflection of all the stones. Understanding multiplicity as the antithesis of integration is possible only when we accept that above all the rules and architecture of the system is the all-in-all principle, exemplified in the emotional effulgence which manifests in the joining of friendship or love. Thus, just as earlier we described how shirking integration results in the death of conjoined self, a true death, upon which we travel to a dissonant consensuality, that is we die in another universe, we can see that the return of integration represents the resurrection of conjoined self. This dichotomy between multiplicity and integration, the continual death and rebirth, is the shadow of the emotional effulgence which animates the creative act represented by the resonance which keeps all beings bound within existence. That's the end of the podcast for today. If you enjoyed it, please like, comment and subscribe.